right, first first topic, you're up. All right, I got a topic for you here. <clears throat> it's about a uh, actor by the name of uh, Kevin Spacey. Maybe you've Ooh. heard of this guy. The th- wait, the, the thespian? <laughs> yeah, he's a bit of a thespian. He's kind of a theater rat, isn't he? <laughs> he's more of just like a theater rat, like... He doesn't really do that much Broadway-type stuff himself, but, like, he gets around in the scene a lot. He gets his face shown, and, like, he he tries to mis- get people to mistake him exactly what we're doing right now <laughs> for being a Broadway guy when he's he's merely just a Broadway rap. But he's, that's a beside the he, point. Yeah, he's, showtime. he's got Showtime Hollywood written all over him. Yeah, well, <laughs> what I'm about to say isn't exactly what I would call, quote-unquote, Showtime. So, before I tell you this... This topic is called Spacey's Dirty Secret. Before I tell you this, this uh, you know, this tale. Before I spin you this tale, let me just. I want to. I want to cite my source because I think that adds a lot of credibility to all this. And uh, this kid that I met, he was a hot shot. Grew up in Atlanta. Moved out to L.A. You know, he's mixing it up with Hollywood types. He's gay also, so that definitely gives him some credibility in that realm. <laughs> in theater, theater realm. Exactly. So, he was telling me, you know, he's telling me all of these, like, eyes wide shut type Illuminati bullshit secrets. And he's, he tells me that Spacey's got a, a basement of young boys that he uses at his discretion to do his bidding. Now, the way he, and these are his words, mind you, these boys aren't prepubescent. <laughs> So we're not talking about, like, tiny little boys. These guys have their driver's license. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know about permit? that. Do yeah. they have learner's permits I mean, for sure? Right. I mean, so the thing is, is, yeah, I mean, the way he described them exactly is they're not prepubescent, but the oldest one in the bunch is probably 18. So this is, you know, not is, just frowned upon. Is, this kind is, of, is the 18-year-old kind of the leader is in, yeah. this, in this in situation? This, or is yeah. he just one of it, the ages in this, in this basement, this age, age is no factor? <laughs> Does he just fall into the ranks and like has to make his name like anyone else i don't know i don't know the specifics i mean trust me i ask follow-up questions naturally so what are you what are you suggesting spacey what i don't know is going on i don't know so like basement like i said pre of pre post post pubescent boys pre yeah and (laughs) pre-adulthood pre-adolescence really so uh I mean, so, like I said, I did ask follow-up questions. First thing I asked, are these boys being held against their will? Is there some type of compensation going on? And he hits me with, I don't know, man. Like, I've never actually been there. It's like, like that's the ridiculous aspect <laughs> of, like, what what we're talking about. I couldn't believe you. Bar- yeah. like, <laughs> How was he supposed to know about <laughs> what, what, what the, their temperament is down there? What a ridiculous question. He's, he's the one who's brought it up. Yeah. <laughs> brought up this old... This basement anyway. Well, classic. I don't, like, I don't like the talk. I don't like the sound of this fellow. You're a class- so, you you this is this hot boy Atlanta <laughs> city slicker southern southern bell turn t- touting slicker. touting city slicking type guy. Yeah, I mean, I, you know, he he was above my pay grade in terms of like coolness. That's for sure. He was a lot cooler than I was. That's how he knew all this juicy stuff. Uh, juicy hearsay. So yeah, but Ugh. I guess what I'm asking you, if I have to pose this as a question. Like what do you what do you think Spacey's up to down there? All right, I'll tell you what, buddy. Okay, I've heard this tale more than I've care to admit. <laughs> okay. I actually have some fingers. I know I know we live in Burbank, but I have some fingers in Tinseltown. Okay, I have heard about this said luxury dungeon that he keeps down there. Ooh, it's luxury. 
Yes, but the dungeon, because he, he likes to keep that connotation to it, <laughs> that it's like, it's this almost, is serious business down here. But anyway, it's this is an ironic, it, but it's, it's luxurious dungeon. down there. And it, it's where he's, it's not luxurious in the sense that it's, it's very nice. It's luxurious and it has a lot of, uh, seating and, oh. uh, and, uh. Mostly because of the general size of it. Because nice. it's this thing is spacious. It's ten to twenty thousand square feet from what Ooh. I gather. It runs. This is custom made. There's inner tunnels, whatnot. So what Spacey's doing, as Holly, as we all know about Hollywood, they're all a bunch of liberal communists. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know as well as I. I mean, that, yeah. You were at the rally. I saw. I could hear that, the rallies that, that from Burbank. That communist rally <laughs> down in the valley, yeah. echoing, booming, echoing out. Yeah, you heard that resonating through our city. Spacey was obviously there. He was probably he's, there. So what he, Spacey's done with this this massive luxury dungeon that he's got down there is he's keeping kids, some against their will, some not against their will, to run this Lord of the Flies <laughs> style gang to carry out his liberal his liberal political views, and uh, he he. He, I, I'd say he probably has eighteen to twenty six of them at any time. Right. I mean that makes sense because Spacey's because this was my gripe with the whole thing is he's he's a well respected guy in Hollywood and you wouldn't think you know the oh, typical Hollywood he's like cast member would would like, respect see, this what, sort of what thing. he's got them doing now he's got like a whole like tie dye t shirt station down there like he's got a whole sign making station. Uh, you know he's got uh, like egg throwing. He he gets mali- his protests or Spacey's like little underhanded protests are no joke. Like he's trying to damage car paint and like you know like cons- yeah conservative he's trying to, yeah he's trying to do property paint. damage. Yes, that's what I exactly. Maybe there. I think he might get involved in graffiti as well. So I mean, let me pose this to you though. Do you think it's possible that you know Spacey is actually doing you know more nefarious like you know. Uh, I'm talking like sexual stuff down there, oh. but using the, using his you know his liberal camp, if you will, as an outfit to win the favor of his fellow Hollywood man. So people are going to be like, "Ooh, is Spacey hoarding boys?" Yeah, but dude, he's got like this dope army of, yeah. of liberal guys that that are like totally kicking ass yeah. on our behalf. Hollywood, oh, wait, so Hollywood from they just kind of look. The other way, right? Well, because he's doing too so much good no in their one, eyes. Yeah. So no one like it's kind of like the like it's kind of like a situation where good. no like where like someone's like you know like someone's taking steroids you know but they're still playing really well and you find out that they're taking steroids like you don't right. want to know that your no, favorite star players taking steroids. Not. Yeah. So Hollywood, they just hey we don't want to know how the sausage gets made. Right. Exactly. But so that's to come to the end of it. No one really knows what's going on because because they're just doing so much good, like activist work. I'll tell you, there are some people who know, and that's Spacey and those boys. That's that's it. it. They keep it between them. Yeah, I mean, not maybe they don't, but. I also would just like to go on record that that this could all be false. Uh, you know, I don't want to slander Spacey's pure, good name. This is just pure hearsay. hearsay. Yeah, I mean, this is pure hearsay. But I mean, we will, I will also say in the same breath, the facts are very compelling, and they're all starting to add up. <laughs> I'll say. So, uh, what, what's so your first? Uh, my first topic. Yeah. Ooh, I'm gonna go the way. Oh, I'm thinking about. Uh, I got a lot of good ones this week. 
I'm thinking about going. Oh, also, what I also I just want to add one more thing. Yeah, to let's, let's, let's unpack this is, fully. Is uh, <laughs> is like he also has like this sick pool setup out there. We're talking billiards or swimming. I don't know if you've ever been. Uh, well, he has a different like he has a billiard hall. But that's different that's story. different story. He has okay. a pool setup out like in his backyard. We're talking water, aqua, yes, water. Aqua. I don't know if you've ever been to the Animal Kingdom Hotel at Disney. Uh, World. Disney World. Florida. Yeah. Orlando, Florida. That's where they have... I went to a bachelor party there. Ooh. Yeah, so that's why I know it. You get to a lot of bachelor parties, <laughs> do you? <ya? laughs> yeah. Down in Orlando. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> nice. Well, uh... Anyway, he has a pool akin to this pool with a ton of cabanas around Ooh. it. And each one of his... One of his... Uh, one of his crew, you know, his activist... Uh, communist... Crew. Crew. Uh, they all are perched, like... Well, like they, when he lets them come out of the out of like yeah. the big sweet ass right. basement, the luxurious, they hang, all hang out by the by like in their own cabanas and then clean the pool for him because it's Ooh. so massive. Oh, nice, but, yeah, nice. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, well, let me ask you this: Is the pool like you know just kind of like a dope homage to the Animal Kingdom pool, or would you say it's a blatant rip off of the I style? I I could be wrong because I actually haven't been to Spacey's place yet. Oh word! Um, but maybe you'll get a bachelor party. I think it's in like Irvine or something. And yeah, Irvine. Maybe I'll get a bachelor party invite. True. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) But I've heard it's a square foot by square foot replica of of the Animal Kingdom pool. Oh God! Yeah, I know. That's that's a shame to hear. I mean, I thought Spacey was classier than that, but you know, I mean, it just goes to show you that these Hollywood types are so derivative. <laughs> <laughs> but anyway, what's your sec? What's your first topic? Uh, um, I'm gonna bring up a. I got It's more of an anic- anecdote topic. Ooh, I'll, I'm gonna bring it up. Uh, so I was at. The, I was hanging. I was tired a couple down at the at the old local s- saloon last night. You know, with you know. I had brought, like, six of my boys with me. Got your crew. Like, got, like, ordered up, like, fucking, like, mad uh, beer tubes. You know? Ooh. Didn't, we didn't even ask for glasses. We oh, just, God. I mean, we drank it so fucking quick. We yeah, just yeah. it right now. Yeah, there no way anyway, we were going to let that Anyway, I run, I, run into this, I run into this gal I used to, hadn't seen her in years, you see. Ooh. And uh, she, she started talking about her boyfriend, and uh, turns out... Uh, her boyfriend's a sadomasochist. Oh God! So, hey, and I know this sounds craziness, but this this is a true story. Yeah. And so I was like, "Hold on, there, sadist." Because she referring to the girl. I didn't know this girl yeah. was a sadist. I mean, I, she's when been, I when I started talking to her, right. I was like, I didn't know that there was like a good chance, like maybe like a a, a wooden twig. Could, I could be lashed at any moment. Oh God! Like, yeah. So what, what do you think? What what do you think? Well, so I, th- I think you I think you're familiar with this particular. I know who you're talking about. Gal. And so my question is, uh, I mean, actually, not my question. My take on this really is, I mean, it's she's a sadist now. That like you said it, like she's that's, sadistic. She is a yeah. <laughs> she's definitely <laughs> she's, sadistic. She's become sadistic yeah. in her old age. <laughs> well, because what I'm what I'm going to say is, even if she was like she tries to play play it off like she was plunged into this position of the sadist unwillingly or like you know tentatively 
I just don't buy it. I mean, maybe I do buy it, but regardless, you're the sadist of the relationship now, and, and you gotta you gotta like, play that the, role. Like you, you, your boyfriend's always gonna want to do little bitch boy stuff, <laughs> dude. This is a, the best part. Is she told me that like when she like gets down, like has like intercourse and shit. She says it's like ninety percent foreplay, like ninety percent just like her tear assing around, like. Whipping him with, I mean, like, that's what rods they, and and uh, tickling, but like feverishly heavy tickling, like almost like a, giving him like Indian sunburns. Oh God! Yes. <laughs> no, I mean that's what these guys like. The guys that are into that shit, like legitimately, like they can't get off like without some of that f- that type of foreplay. No, she's like, like she's like, where do she? she where do I like, get my release? Is where, I'm sure where do I she's get like, my jollies. Yeah. Well, well, hey, honey, you're a sadist. And yeah, it, I was like, you're you, a sadist now. Yeah, you have, you have to, like, to start liking that. Yes. <laughs> that's where you get your jollies off is abusing that, your boy toy that's, that's how i got into feet exactly you had you're a big fuck guy i'm not gonna criticize you for it because i've been known to dabble in the, <laughs> the toe game myself but you, you were I, you, you i was more trained, i think you were on the you, you were pre-med because you were so dead set on being a podiatrist from what i remember right and i mean i just had feet on the brain a lot <laughs> i mean it was it's, it's, it's a whole, chi- i mean people think it's like a chicken or egg thing like what came first college experience what, what came first his love for feet or his desire to be a podiatrist <laughs> And I'll tell you what, I, I was doing so so much uh, dip back then. I don't I don't remember. <laughs> You're doing chewing tobacco. Yeah, dude, that stuff gives you a sick buzz if you like uh, do like a lot. We're getting off topic. Yeah, sorry. What are we talking? Oh, we're but talking. Also, hey, if you if you dip, I think uh, I don't know. Maybe maybe I'm a bit of a masochist because I don't know when you when you do dip, you know how it, sometimes it hurt it. It'll yeah, like, it hurts oh, my yeah. lip. Ouch. I know. Ouch, that hurts. But, like, I kind of like it at the same time. Yeah, it hurts so, maybe so I good. Am, maybe I'm a sicko sadomasochist, Ooh. too. Ooh. Just like this gal's Ooh. Uh, dyad. Yeah. <laughs> Just like this gal's uh, I don't think dyad's is. boy toy. I don't know if dyad works there, but I like I it. Know. I'm going to stick with it. Um, like yeah, let's go with dyad on that one. Uh Old Johnny Dyad. But yeah, I mean, tr- I mean, don't get me wrong. Like the thought of a girl suiting up in leather, you know, like getting a whip is like, yeah, I guess that's kind of hot. But it's just like the second we're actually getting down to business, put the whip aside. Like nobody's using that thing, you know. Like I just, I don't get the whole. I, I, I mean, I'm a perv myself, but I just don't get the whole masochist thing. Like, what are you trying to get hurt for? <laughs> I gotta, I gotta fucking, I gotta work tomorrow. Yeah, I gotta, I gotta get back to the back. You gotta get back to the wheat fields. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I'm or, gonna back, or back, back to, to the, the furnace room. I gotta get back to my furnace room. God, I wish I was in the furnace room. You think I'm gonna be do that with uh, like severe lacerations on my, <laughs> on my, on the on my Achilles tendons? No. And the good because that's I mean if, if I were to be a masochist that's where I'd get my kicks off is, is the Achilles tendon. Well, because if you're gonna do it, you might as well play dangerous. Oh, yeah, you gotta <laughs> play dangerous. <laughs> like I will, dude. If someone goes, something goes haywire, something goes awry, I could be out for. Oh, I don't Lord know. Is like your age? Months? At your age? At my age? At your advanced age, you could be go down for <laughs> God knows how so, long. That's what I ended up telling this girl. I was like, Hey, listen up here. Just stay away from the man's Achilles, no yeah. matter how much he begs for you to go after him. It's with, that, with that, I I heard she used used a uh, what do you call one of those like super long rulers, like a triple triple ruler, the rulers that are a yardstick, a, a yard yardstick. bit of a yardstick, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you know one of those yardsticks there. Yeah, hey, take that yardstick, but stay 
and hit, don't give him what for. Give him what he wants, but don't give him the Achilles tendon. Stay away from stay away from the from man's Achilles. Crucial ligaments in general, I would say. Stay away from the LCL. Stay away from the, uh, the other MCL. MCL. That's it. Yep. yep. The so, lateral crucial limit, l- ligament. You, like that. Yeah. Um. All right. So I guess it's on to my next topic. And I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna run something by you here, pal. I'm all ears. Hey, I'm, hey, I'm listening. So I was thinking the other day, and I got to thinking about my local fire department, <laughs> and I'm wondering about these guys. All right, because I mean, let's let's just say now firemen are heroes, but these local guys, I'm wondering what's the type of guy who goes for this job. Are we talking, you know, just your typical small town adrenaline junkie who just like couldn't get 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 out and get into the big city, or are we talking about? undercover men of leisure who are taking these jobs. Whoa. I mean, you've seen these clubhouses. <laughs> I've seen the clubhouses. They're playing Scrabble. They're playing Boggle. They're Battleship even. Uh, They've even got time I, for Battleship. I think, I think it's more of an Udo scene in there, you know? Ooh, oh God. <laughs> that does sound about right for these. For these but like, Maybe more of like a uh, fuck the dealer scene. In there. Oh, fuck the dealer. Ooh. Very fratty, fratty <laughs> move by the... Yes. By the the fire department, by the old FD there. This isn't all FDs. So we're talking. We're not. Hey, we're not calling into question NYFD, FD, no. NY, no. or any of the like all like the big boss right. fire departments. Exactly. Okay, we're talking suburban, rural departments. Yeah, not like. Let's just be honest. These kind of places. There's not that many fires. Nah. You know? You're not, you're not sliding down that pole often, and when you are, you're most of the time you're, you're shadowing some sort of ambulance situation. You know what I'm talking about? Yeah, you're kind of a right, like, oh, hey, I'm here, but right. I'm not, well, I mean, I, I'm not going I don't, into any fires. I, I don't want, I gotta use up a certain amount of petrol so my funding doesn't get <laughs> cut. <laughs> so I'm gonna, like, you know, I'm gonna tailgate some of these things, and, you know, you guys can draft off me if you want. Ooh. Do they truly want to be heroes? Right. Do they want to be like you know in the throes they, of a fire? And they're they're dying to to uh, get out in the field and do some and throw get, some water on that. Throw some on those and, things and put water on fires. What they're that's what people that's what they do. That's their they job. They spray yeah. water all over fire. Yeah. <laughs> in an attempt to to in extinguish a, it. Extinguish it. So. I know a couple things about these guys, okay? All right, I gotta defend. It. I gotta defend my guys, okay? These guys, the at the at the root of being a firefighter, these guys just love fucking real estate. <laughs> <laughs> they love they love a good they got they love a good farmland. They like a good uh, office building, condo complex, uh, cranberry bog. Absolutely, they. I mean. I mean, cranberry bogs couldn't. I mean, they they dream of a cranberry bog, right? Just, <laughs> but it's a, what an honor. That's a paradox. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> likely likely that's but ever anyway. Happen. These guys just love they and they also hey they, they love the homeowners. They love the these guys just. Uh, I mean the the apartment lessees more to like mm, lesser extent, not so in a different way. Right, they care for the lessees exactly. But they like the owners. They like they're big into these. And most most of all, this is this is what this is like. What you know how like cop, like it's these guys fucking hate when they ro- they're strolling down the street and they bump into an arsonist. Oh God! <laughs> oh God! They not in their municipality. No, these guys, hey, like when these guys like because I I I think I I don't know if you know this about fire departments, but like 
in like arson cases, like it doesn't get turned over to the police. Like the arson, like they let the the F, like the the department guys handle it. They finish what they started. They put out the fire <laughs> and they go after the arsonist. They they're, get, they're the experts on this. So these guys, like, I hate to be like a little coarse about it, but like, there when there's there's a fire like at the local package store, general store, you know. And they come firing down on with their, and they discover it's a, just a, an electrical fire. They're like, oh my, like, I mean, we're happy everyone's okay. Right, right. But we, hey, want, but, we wanted some malice we to be want, at play. Yeah, we wanted to get revenge on someone. That's why they do it. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it's their turn to play vigilante, and uh, I think that you nailed it. These guys are a bunch of vigilantes in our department. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, and like, so... I'm going to bring up, uh, there's a little, I don't know if you saw, the, in Long Island, there was a lot of accusations of these firefighters just not, uh, they were getting paid for like like six figures and stuff, but they just hadn't worked in like 10 years. What do you call something like that? Oh, I don't know. It's like, uh, it's kind of like a, I don't know if you know, like, what about no-show jobs? <laughs> but like, these no-show jobs are like, I, I don't know, have you seen The Sopranos before? I'm you just familiar. Tony, you know Tony? Yeah, yeah. So he said to these union no-show jobs, so that's like just for people who don't know what a no-show job, which is like the best like white-collar racket around. Like yeah. if I was going to be start being a criminal, I was, I'm starting with no-show jobs easily. So anyway, these no-show jobs, they're basically jobs that are just like people are getting paid, but there's no one actually working. But. But on the flip side, a couple guys have to go there to oversee, make sure people aren't sniffing around, and like <laughs> yeah. strong arm guys, if, right. if need be, exactly. And yeah. they kind of hang around in like a clubhouse kind of sense, yeah, and just keep playing cards and drink sambuca the whole time. <laughs> <laughs> They're guzzling down yeah. buka. <laughs> so that's kind of what they were accusing these Long Island Fire Department guys about. Yeah. So. uh and they're just hanging out all day, getting paid. And but like this guy, they confronted the the chief guy because they're like these guys. They accused him of getting getting uh you know getting loaded on the job. Yeah. And uh, so like they 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 caught video of the uh, the fire chief, and uh, he was smoking a doobie at a at a bar, like oh. out on a patio or something. Nice. And he's passing around to his buddies and whatnot, and they confront him about. It. He's like, hey, uh, hey, you know. Uh, that was a joint you were smoking there, eh? <laughs> and he and he he just wants, you know. Sometimes I like smoke smoking cigars with my <laughs> friends, you know. Like, well, you're passing around a pretty thin cigar, yeah. there, sir. <laughs> uh, you know, sometimes I like if it, if it was anything, it was probably a cigar because that's what I like to smoke with yeah. my buddies. You no, know, yeah, and I saw that. I mean, yeah. I I had to. I mean, I couldn't afford like I had to get a thinner one because yeah, I could, I didn't have much change in my fucking car yeah. to you know pay for the the bigger the, ones. I usually heavy duty. The ones with heavy duties I usually yeah. go down at the gentleman's club. <laughs> you know, that's yeah. but, and hey 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 hey. When I say and uh, you know uh, I'm gonna come out of character from the chief there for a second. <laughs> okay, chief, I'll allow it, Mister Chiefington. I'm like, just don't <laughs> think this guy's a scumbag for going to uh, the gentleman's club. Doesn't have anything to do with the investigation. Because no. that's just on. It's on the like because these guys like they have to go to the they have to firemen have to hang out in gentlemen's oh, clubs. Oh yeah, why is that? Just because like they have it's the only way to like get access to like see the new poles. <laughs> that's going like like for the for the clubhouses. So <laughs> wait, so what you're saying is that the firemen they don't 
like they're not they're at the strip clubs merely to spot out pole merchandise they're to get not, to see they're the new models there, or they're not there to fucking check out the clams on no. the on the exotic dancers, okay? They're there for one reason, one reason only. Or two reasons. They like they like to tie down a couple cocktails while they're there. But Yo. they is check out the new poles because the pole industry is a dark industry. It's 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 still written. It's paper. It's 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 paper full. You know. You know. You yeah. hear about these wireless pa- paperless industries. Yeah, yeah. That's the thing. It's pure hearsay. Pure know how. Pure who you know. Network catalog. Cat- it's a catalog industry. Yeah. That's the long and short of it. Yeah. All and, right. And be, for for non consistent pole purchasers, these guys they can't like they don't say, like they're not gonna. If the pole company, they only want serious buyers, right? You know, well, no, yeah, they're not going to hand out that so catalog willy nil. So, so, so you're not going to be getting yeah. it every year if you're not replacing your poles all the time. No, There's no and way. Firemen, as you know, the the wear and tear between between a gentleman's club pole and a fireman's pole is in, it's incomparable. Especially these local boys. Oh, especially these local. <laughs> these guys are barely yeah. sliding down. They're barely getting out of their pleather lazy boys. <laughs> How many? Th- I always wonder that because I feel like, in order for it to be a call a clubhouse, you gotta have lazy boys. Right. And I feel like in my mind, every fire department is just like there's probably at least like ten, twelve lazy boys in that thing. Like enough for anybody who's on call at the time to have their own <laughs> boy, plus a couple extra of a couple of their boys want to come. Yeah, and kick a couple off duty guys come yeah. in. You know, yeah, some of like the guys who are you know watching out for the no show jobs. <laughs> Well, those guys aren't involved. Wait, these guys are. Hold on, separate I want to be. I want to be clear. Separate no, 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 no. I did not say these firemen jobs. You can't consider it a true no-show job if it's through the government, right? No, but I, I or thought maybe you can. Yeah, I think that's the only way you can really get it. No union is the way. Is oh. that, that's where the that's where the meat and potatoes and no-show jobs. <laughs> the are teamsters, yeah, yeah. The teamsters. Uh, well, because what I was thinking was when you mentioned these firemen no-show jobs that like. They're, no, they're they're like no show. People were accusing them oh, of doing okay. no show jobs, right, but that's activities. That, yes, absolutely. Okay. That adds up. Not a true, not a true As no, a no show. show. I'm kind of like the no show job specialist on this yeah, show. Yeah, you're the leading authority on no show jobs. Yeah, not just on this show. If I would you're going to want to listen to the show, like just do yourself a favor and just Google no show jobs, just so you know a- yeah. at all what I'm talking. Yeah, about. Yeah, exactly. Yep. Buff up on those no show jobs. All right, I'm going to pause it here. All right, next topic or not a topic? It's a. It's now it's a. It's a new segment, weekly segment Ooh. called "We Didn't Start the Fire," which we didn't. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, yeah, and uh, th- we're gonna we're gonna dissect every every guy in uh, every cool guy in in "We Didn't Start the Fire." Mm. So so every noteworthy. Um, oh, I guess there's events too. Current, like yeah, uncurrent events. <laughs> so m- mostly dead people and uncurrent events is what we're gonna be. You know, the hard, the relevant stuff. Yeah, that's know? gonna be the meat and potatoes of this segment. All right, well, it's your segment. So what are we? What, All right, what's gonna be the inaugural person or? I'm gonna kick it off. Event? I'm gonna kick it off with uh, a fellow by the name of Walter Liberace. It says here – I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to read off his, all of his nicknames because it says here he also goes by the names of Walter Buster Keys. Lee. He just – sometimes some guys just call him straight, <laughs> straight Lee. Lee. I don't know. Syllable. I don't know where that I like came that. from. I don't know where that – I mean I guess 
Liberace, like maybe it's a shortened Liberace type thing. Shorthand for Liberace. Shorthand's like Liberace Lee. Li, li, you know? Liberace. Lee, yeah, something like that. So little shorthand. That. The Glitter Man. Ooh. <laughs> any, you know I'm a big fan of any that, nickname is, that has been this, mad. And this, I think, it's my favorite. I think it's going to be your favorite too. Is Mr. Showmanship. Oh, God. <laughs> that, is a, that is a great nickname. <laughs> I don't care who you are. Is that what they used to call you on the old soccer field back in high school? On the pitch, yes. On the pitch, that is what they used to call me. Mr. Showmanship. I had it on the, I had it on my jersey, but I had it under the number. Yeah. You know, like a Pistol Pete ser- like scenario. I mean, I, a la, I did it a la Pistol Pete, <laughs> Maravich. That is a bit of a Pistol Pete, but here's here's where I here here's what's funny about all this to me is I just goaded you so bad. You'd love everyone to believe you were called Mr. Showmanship. <laughs> But what you were really referred to as, and I remember like it was yesterday. Oh, God. Was don't, mis- don't reveal mi- this. Mr. Showboater. Oh. Uh, much more negative connotation. Yeah, just because you don't people, have show, – showmanship is, you know, classy. It's very – It's because I know – I know what you're thinking. It's because my uncle ran a very prominent circuit of, of boat shows, and people would you say it mockingly <laughs> to me. It wasn't about an arrogance that you demonstrated. It was I was like, I was a very conservative player, <laughs> very I fundamental guy yeah. out there. I took pride in that. <laughs> but your uncle, you you know, he was a, a you know his trade was boat shows. So you know the derogatory term for those guys is showboater. And, and he he eventually went to prison. So I got that was the main reason that they they started making they they started making these signs that like would have like behind bars and then have like a big boat behind it. Oh god! <laughs> With my last this, name this, on it. Is this your own team, or I, I hope this is at no, least the is, opposing the opposing team. Okay. All right. I had thought at least. I mean, <laughs> at I least mean, I at least so I, so I thought. I, I, I'm sorry to hear about this, man, because you know. When your uncle went to prison, that cast, that shadow that that casted was dark enough. And here come these boys, just bolstering, hey, let's, let's not get letting back. you get under hey, let's uh, get from underneath that shadow. Let's get back to old Walter Buster Keys, okay? <laughs> the, so you're his, talking about the glitter boy, the, the, the glitter man, the glitter man. <laughs> the glitter man. He was mononymously known as Liberace, however, an American pianist, singer, and actor. Child prodigy of, and the son of working class immigrants, enjoyed it, blah blah blah. So it says here, it says here, this fellow was died in in eighty seven. Okay, wild From, year. I thought when I for the until I read, I uh, cooked up this Wikipedia page. I thought Liberace was like kind of like a medieval kind of guy. Like I thought he was like way <laughs> back in the day, like playing pianos for ki- and like I thought it was like like a contemporary of Mozart, maybe. Yes, exactly. I thought <laughs> I'm not. Hey, I'm not kidding around. I thought Liberace was back, hang, kicking back, having urns of ale with like Bach and the boys. You know, it turns out this fella, this fellow was like his heyday was like the fifties. What the? That's not even that. Yeah, long. not even like. What's the big deal? <laughs> Wasn't Elton John around in the fifties? Oh yeah, they were boys. I thought the, he was. Doesn't isn't he like go by glitter guy or something? He's did, a, he's did a, he take that from li, from Libo? I mean, they're definitely arch rivals in a sense, but also you know, definitely. I don't want to say that they were gay lovers, but. Let's just, <laughs> let's just say that. All right, so we haven't even got into. They hung out a lot. We haven't even got into. All right, but like this is what. So Liberace was known and embraced the lifestyle of flamboyant excess, both on and off the stage. 
I'm pretty sure this led is what led to these people suspecting him being a homosexual, which is the next next part. Next I'm, part of this whole. If I can find it, he's got such an extensive wiki. I mean, this thing. I would love to just delve into this myself. There's a lot of fun fucking facts in here about. He was worth over a hundred and ten million dollars at his death. That is impressive, especially back then. Put it, imagine put inflation into that. <laughs> Put that in a CD. See what that yeah. would have collected till now. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Put that in the old S and P. See, see the return. You know. Yeah. <laughs> watch that rise. Watch the watch that fortune of crew. Oh, Liberace. Oh, Buster Keys. <laughs> oh, so he recently appeared at Coachella with Tupac as a hologram. Ooh, that's a big honor. That's exciting. Oh, they made a. They also made an HBO movie about him. Behind the Candelabra. I watched some of it. I didn't re- actually, when I watched it, I didn't actually get that far into it. I think I well, watched like I, 20 minutes of I it. I think the title of it, out. Behind the Candelabra, probably only bolsters candel- your it, confusion. Isn't a candelabra just like a chandelier? It's it's on a multiple It's a, it's a chandelier that you candles. don't hang up. That's yes. what it is. Right. It's a bit of, yeah. That's the a gaudy, exactly. garish candle fixture that yeah. Liberace used to cower behind. <laughs> When the when the reporters were knocking on his door, <laughs> be like, "Where's your purple scarf this evening?" That's what they used to say. Yeah, they were they were um they were not happy. They were none too pleased about his overly flamboyant antics. I also just want to say the title of that film, "Behind the Candelabra." That's only going to bolster your confusion about what time period this guy's. Yeah, I, exactly. It's like, what am I hiding behind a moat? Too you probably is this candelabra located behind a moat? <laughs> And I know you don't care for stuff around that time period, so you probably saw that title, you know, saw the way he was dressing, and was like, this guy's, you know, probably Mozart's boy. I'm not even going to check the, this thing out. But I bet you you regret not, you know, consuming Do, that delving. thing in due time. No, but I honestly saw that movie, and I didn't even know, and, like, it was about, I found out later it was about Liberace, but that wasn't until years later. <laughs> so, Liberace... Do you have anything to say about Liberace? Do you have to have anything to say about the closure of his museum? Wow, they closed down his museum. <laughs> yeah, and, the, was and his restaurant. <laughs> <laughs> they, they took his restaurant. Liberace was closed after thirty-one years. That thing was an institution. It was a. It was, I, anytime we come on, do you remember any last bachelor party we were at <laughs> in Vegas? It's only yeah. a short ride from Burbank. Yup. So last time we were there, we usually when we go to Vegas, we always stop at Liberace to get some good luck from the museum. Yeah, I mean, plus you want to just like, I mean, I can marvel at those artifacts anytime. Plus, anyway. a lot of people didn't know it's best buffet in town. Oh yeah, definitely. I mean, it's your best bang for your buck, Vegas wise. And yeah, it's a buffet. Yeah, it's off the strip. You're not seeing a ton of classy characters there, but the whole <laughs> notion of Liberace, you know, inherently classes the place up, and the food was good. All right? I mean, they, they made it up quick for you. They'll do anything you like over there, and it's good good food, good price. I mean, <laughs> hey, but, it's a hey, testament to Liberace hey, himself. Hey, but at least hey, at least we got the co- the consolation prize of, of the garage, the Liberace garage. We could be happy with that. Of course. He, Liberace loved his garage. Yeah, his garage. He, they threw us a couple costumes. Actually, there was – yeah, it was – he had a bunch of cars there. Guy was a gearhead. Total. Used to uh, if like they had like TVs back in like the like eighteen sixties or when was Mozart? We don't even know when. But 
back, I don't know, let's just say there was... Turn of the century. Turn of the century. Turn of one of the... <laughs> turn of a century. Uh, yeah. That's what I got on Liberace. All right, well... Hold on, I gotta... We gotta, I gotta get my charger. <laughs> cut that. Just cut, cut. <laughs> We're gonna put that over it. <laughs> well, buddy, I just want to start by saying that was an awesome segment you did just then. It was... <laughs> It was. I did. I know. I know. It was. Uh, I love. You know. I love the potential of that. I, I mean, that, that song is jam packed with juicy lyrics, and, and no one knows what any of them mean. Yeah, I thought Liberace was a medieval you know, knight. I yes. think is what you were saying. <laughs> yes. I thought it was like and, Paul McCartney or something. Yeah, and I mean to hear you regale about old the old glitter boy was just loveless. Come on, call him by what it is. The glitter he's man, real so, sobre or whatever. I forget what's that word. Sobre cool. Uh, so, but I don't know. Nickname? Yeah, yeah. Mister Showmanship. <laughs> Come on, give it up for Mister Showmanship. Moment of silence. <laughs> All right, go ahead. And <laughs> as I was saying, yeah, I mean, Mister Showmanship, also known as the Glitter Man, which is a segue into a segment that I'd like to start about such men. This is what men do. <laughs> And, like, you might think, like, what is, he, what is he talking about? Like, being a manly man, strong? No, no, no. I'm talking about, like, an adult, responsible man. You know, like, a very, like, down-to-earth kind of man. Yeah, you know? handsome man. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, oh, yeah, oh, handsome yeah, man. healthy, handsome man. Ooh, nice, nice, handsome man. <laughs> These jawlines can cut glass. These uh, Adam's apples can uh, cut glass. Oh, yeah. These jawlines can cut glass. <laughs> a lot of these guys' body parts cutting glass. <laughs> diamonds, baby. Diamonds, even. Yeah, yeah, diamonds. Maybe diamonds, but definitely glass. <laughs> but perhaps the opportunity to go and cut diamonds might come pretty soon for these men. I wouldn't put it past hand, them. Handsome, handsome, handsome features. muscular features. <laughs> but I don't want to get it twisted. The glass is a short thing. <laughs> All right. <laughs> With jawlines like these. <laughs> so, yeah, you get the idea of what kind of men we're talking about here. We're talking about adult men, and adult men do adult things. And one of those things I'd like to bring to light right now is overdrafting your bank account. Now, what you're going to be asking, what are you talking about? You, you're saying it's irresponsible to overdraw. Yeah, it hurts your credit score a little bit. <laughs> you know. I don't, I don't think that's true. Uh, that's just honest. a myth. That's like something you're, like, your parents tell you to, to make you behave. <laughs> Oh, Santa Claus. Yeah. Uh, like when they told me not to, like, throw grapes up in the air and right. try and catch them so yeah. I don't choke. Because you could choke or something. Or you're gonna, that's yeah. self-heimlich. Big deal. <laughs> also, I like the rush. Like the, exactly. I like the I'm not cutoff, doing it to, like, know? impress people by showing how I can catch. I like Every time I do it, there's a little rush. Yeah. I, get, I get overcome with a little rush. <laughs> but so, yeah. No, overdrafting your account. Forget about that. Forget about the, that. You know. Keep going. Uh, so yeah, forget about you know talking about how you know yeah it might hurt your credit score a little bit yeah blah blah blah. I'm saying you know if you're if it's Friday now and your boys are calling you up and they're saying hey let's go hit the bar tie a few down chase the tail around you're gonna you're gonna like some people are gonna have the gall to respond to that being like hey man like didn't make enough money this week need to take it easy this week and it's like. Be a man, man up, dude, like, and go to your local credit union <laughs> and overdraft that that account. Oh yeah, dude. The thing yeah. is, like, people don't realize, like, when, like, 
you, you like people say, oh, I can't go out tonight. Like I'm I, like I spent too much money last weekend. It's like, dude, like even if you have no money, you always have eight hundred bucks. Yeah, you just overdraft that puppy up. Okay, I mean. <laughs> First stop, I mean, I'm, what am I, not going to go to the strip club with my boys from the de- fire department just because like, I don't have a little coin in my no. pocket? So, I mean, obviously, overdraft my account. I, I went B of A, highest overdraft limit. That's pretty much the only criteria I look at for my bank when, when, you're I'm, signing cho- up. when I'm choosing yeah. up for a credit union exactly. and or commercial bank. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And uh, what was I talking about? You always have at least 800 Oh, so I always got 800 bucks. So, like, obviously, overdraw my 800 Probably meet my boys down. No, I'm not even gonna. I'm gonna go. First stop, obviously, is casino. Second stop, gentlemen's club. Yeah, yeah. With my boys from the department. <laughs> like, <laughs> what? I'm not gonna miss out on another night. Dude, not smoking gonna... cigars with my boys in the gentlemen's fire department. Plus, boys like, in even the if you're not club. in the mood for it, those guys aren't gonna let you live it down. Oh, the, I won't hear the end of it. Yeah, it's if not. I miss worth a, it. If it's I miss another misery, if I miss another Tuesday night out at the gentlemen's club. I'll be de- I'll be shunned stuff. from the yeah. community. Yeah. <laughs> so I obviously overdraw my eight hundred, go straight to the casino, has a gentleman's club in it. Ooh, adjacent. Eh? Yeah, it's adjacent. <laughs> Jason Gentleman's Club, always good for a guy like me. Yeah. I'm always hanging out with the guys from the department. Yeah. And uh so I obviously just lay down, like I go pl- I just go like rip Baccarat for like I don't know, like an hour and a half. If I'll, that. By that point, I'm on a heater. I'll probably be up like 1800 bucks. Right. Take that down to the gentleman's club. I'm buying drinks for everyone. Lap yeah. dances, champagne room, whatever. And I'm still I'm still way above my $800 loan. Right. And they, I, mean, I mean... And at that point, you could pay it back and probably avoid the fee. But, you know, people who talk about the fee... Like, it's some type of actual legitimate deterrent. It's like, I'm not going to take out... Oh, you're telling me... I can have $400 right now that I don't have, and you're going to charge me a little $30 fee, you know, to turn a blind eye to this whole thing? Like, yes, please. Like, I'm going to take that every time. Dude, I eat those fees like almonds. Right. Like, I literally, like, I love, I like, because it's like, they're doing, they're just giving me working capital so I can go out and earn. Right. I can go out and earn. I yeah. can maybe get involved in maybe a no, some no-show activity right. with that seed money. Exactly. <laughs> I mean, at no the very show. least, you're going to go down to the casino. At the very least, I'm going down to the casino. Doubling up. Doubling up. Yeah. Yeah, at least doubling my money at the casino yeah. before I do anything. I mean, that's like a, that 30 is a little tribute you pay back to the bank for, yeah, you, it's for like, staking you, basically. Yeah, for letting me have a good time I mean, out, pe- with, pe- out with the PD. F- yeah. FD. Yeah, people call it overdraft protection. I'd like to think of that as an overdraft privilege. Solid, because they're doing you a solid. solid. They're doing you a favor. <laughs> and yeah, you can accrue a fair share of those. You know, they add up. But here's a fun little tip. Always withdraw the maximum cash amount. They're only going to get you on one fee there. Don't be doing hard swipes like some type of wild gunman with your card. You take <laughs> out cold hard cash, and then that's that. And, you know, you pay it back when you get it, and you're going to have it later that night, unless what? you're And then some. I mean, unless, like, you know, you're too apathetic to go to the casino, and you're just going right to the club. But it's like, come on, have have some respect for yourself. And, yeah. And, you know, have, like, some sense of, <laughs> I don't know, ambition, and get down to the casino first. Yeah, get down to the casino first, bright and early. Win it back. Now you can go to the. You can go make it rain at your local gentleman's club. Maybe get. Maybe you'll meet someone involved in some no-show jobs. You can get right hook, and use some of that capital to get involved with that. Yeah, you buy them a couple. You of buy dances, in. You buy into you the buy no-show in. job. You buy in. So yeah, that's my category. This is what men do, and I don't know if it's going to be weekly yet or not. 
Could be a one and done. Yeah, it was. Pre- it was. It was pretty weak. <laughs> <laughs> hey, man. Oh, cool. Whatever, dude. But uh, yeah. So we'll see. Uh, but yeah, your turn for a sweet, my, sweet topic. It wasn't my turn. Oh, my bad. All right. What do I got? All right. European basketball players. What do you think of them? A, a harmless, a harmless uh, <laughs> fixture among. The association or evil wrongdoers? Care to weigh in? Who? <clears throat> European basketball players. All right, so I mean, I was always under the impression that they were, you know, harmless contributors to our association. But now that you're posing this question, I feel like I got to try to look at both sides of the coin. I don't want to jump to any conclusions here. <laughs> Get it? Jump. <laughs> uh, Yo, you slammed that. <laughs> Dude, some could say that that joke was a total layup. Uh, all right. So getting back to these, you know, Euro boys. Dude, what's up? Yo, yo, the other day I was playing golf and I was on like a long par five, but I messed up my second shot so that I had to lay, lay up. <laughs> and all your boys were like, yo, just lay up. Yeah, lay up. Cool, cool. Uh, but yeah, so when we're talking about, you know, I mean, the thing about these Euro players is, number one, yes, they're they're all very handsome. And number two, they bring the Euro step to prominence, which is my favorite basketball move. It really arousals my dazzle when I see that happen it's all, on court. It's also your favorite dance move, I hear. <laughs> that's a different type of Euro step, but yes, that is, that's a funny coincidence. I didn't even think of that. Uh, so, yeah, I mean, the Euro step is, it's just graceful, and it's, it's, who's your Who's your favorite uh, European basketball player? Because I got I can talk European I can talk handsome European basketball players all day. You, you could. This is a topic of interest for you. Yeah, oh. but like mainly, I want to talk about the right now. I want to talk about the Gasol brothers. I'm familiar mean, with those two. I know them. Marky Mark and his brother. Um, is it Paul? How do you pronounce that? Is it Paul? <laughs> Paul. 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 Paul Gasol. Ah. No, I think it is Paul. It's Paul and Mark. Not two exotic names for Spanish boys. Paul They're Roman, Roman Catholic. Ooh, good, good old boys. <laughs> Those Spanish folks are religious. I knew it. I knew it. I knew it too. I knew it all along. Yep. So what do you what do you have to say about these boys? Um, I think that uh, Paul has submarined Mark's career. Submarined it, eh? Yeah, he <laughs> looks like a ghoul. You ever notice that? <laughs> Paul? Paul looks like a ghoul. He's a big ghoulish out there, you could say. I mean, we all remember when he was on the Lakers, and I mean, he might have won us a championship, but I still hated him. Yeah. Because he was... He was transparent out there, like some type of specter. Dude, he was just like his... Like, have you seen his brother? God, that guy is just smooth as smooth as molasses. Yeah, that man. Ooh, ooh he fills out Paul that jersey. Is, Paul, yeah, he fills, oh, he fills out that jersey, does he? Oh, God. nice, 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 nice. That remember he used to fill out that that Memphis Grizzlies jersey. Oh yeah, when they would wear the throwbacks. Oh, those oh, throw. God, God dude, those those colors. Those twink, you see, he used to have a twinkle in his eye those yeah. nights when the, <laughs> they brought those jerseys out. It's funny you mention his eyes because they really they match those jerseys quite oh, yeah. well. But anyway, I'm just mad that Paul. I, I think Mark sh- Mark should have been on that Lakers team over Paul. That's what I think. I think they should have traded him. 
if traded you, Paul for Mark. Yeah, and if anybody tries to say we don't hang those banners and more with Mark at the helm, you just don't know hoops, pal. <laughs> yeah, sorry. <laughs> sorry, bud. You don't know hoops, okay? I'm not even going to, you know, if you don't, uh, dignify if you. If you're a true Lakers fan and don't believe that we could have won those rings more handily with Mark at uh, guarding the rim... And using fancy little hook, like bank hook shots and shit like that. Pretty stuff. Pretty stuff. Like, like that. Oh God! Like, do you remember his beard? Oh yeah. I mean, I, I said pretty stuff, didn't I? <laughs> <laughs> remember that guy's beard? Oh, I'll mean, tell you what. Paul Paul grows a beard like I do, which is bad, <laughs> badly. Shit. Not hey. That is one of the things not on what men do. Yeah. Because grow beards like me. Because I. I grow a shit beard. <laughs> I mean, yeah, that's not what men do. Me and Paul do it, though. <laughs> you're, you're, you're likening yourself to that? I have to. to. I have, but no choice. <laughs> I mean, when you look at him wear the Lakers jersey, rather than feeling it out nice, nice, it kind of like drapes over him. Like <laughs> he's some like, type of bag of bones. He looks sickly out much there. Much like Kurt Schilling. Yeah. Used to look. Oh God! You're gonna bring Shill into this? Or you know, he looked like the guy in uh, the old picture from Major League, draped the jersey kind of drapes like that on yeah. Paul. Yeah, <laughs> you know that guy. I think that I guy know. is such a weakling in that movie. <laughs> yeah, and like uh, skin and bone, just like old old pal. You know, I mean. But to get back to your original question of like, what do I think? Are, the, are these guys conducting any type of nefarious activity? I I really don't think so. I mean, I look at Mark. I look that man in the eyes. What about Detlef Schrempf? Ooh, think he could be up to something? Well, he's actually been out of basketball for long enough now where he could have one foot in some type of political scandal. Uh, Not American-born, though. He's from Serbia, I think. Yeah, so he's going to try to compensate for that by, by like, really playing the game, you know, mixing it up. I think he has an affinity for luxury cars. I think, he likes, I think he likes racing them or something. But, like, oversized ones because he's so tall. That makes sense. No, but he, what he does is he races in him, but, like, he sticks his head through the, the rag top. <laughs> he, gets like a, he gets a little bit of a booster seat, and, like, it's an elongated-type car. And he, like, zooms around in, like, these, like, Serbian <laughs> fucking automobiles, and he, he challenges every – he loses all the time, but he still challenges <laughs> yeah. a lot of his, like, fellow – like, he's, he, I think he does it with Bar- Andrea Bargnani. That's what these Euro guys yeah. get into, car racing. No, I mean – I you know, know that, right? I, you, know, <laughs> you know that, like – But not just no, any that, car racing. That's why their Bunker. contracts are often called into question because it's like, what are they – like, are they boosting these cars? Right. Or, like, are they going to die during these car – Races that Detlef Schrempf is organizing because right. I think a lot of the I think Rudy Fernandez is in on it. I also think Ginobili was there. Manu, yeah, I don't think he partook. I don't think he partook. He's yeah, no, that. they don't let they don't, they wouldn't let him. <laughs> they wouldn't let him race. Yeah, but, yeah. Uh, Maybe you know a little Steve Nash action. Steve Nash wasn't invited. That's for the better, I'd say. But uh, what's his name? Darko Milicic was there. I mean, Dirk. Um, Dirk was like... Dirk was obviously... Gal- like, Dirk... That's when, like... You think Dirk is, like, a reserved guy until you see him, like, running with, like... Luxury that, like, like these, Which is what all Euros in the NBA do. It's right. Like, when they get their hands on some money, they see... They they see the Monte Carlo guys. They see the Monaco guys. Yeah. They see these guys yep. growing up in Europe, and they, are, they just look up to them. They have to... Once they get some money in their pocket... Right. I want to be racing around, like... 
Mario Marioletio. Right. You know? And, you know, they're so tall, but that they couldn't race conventional stock cars, nor, you know, F1 They don't series. have the chops. They don't have the chops for that. Right. And But, you know, so they carved out their own little niche here. And Detlef was a big part of that. Like kind of a luxury niche. And what I want... Detlef kind of started that, but I think Bargnani kind of ended it. <laughs> <laughs> and who is that other guy who's just like Bargnani? He's the same, same fucking guy. He got, like, took in first or second pick. I'm not sure. But while you look that up, I do have something I'd like to say about old Detlef coming back. Oh. Peja Stoyakovich. Oh, Peja. Peja Stoyakovich is a key is the is a catalyst in this situation. <laughs> by the way, I, I couldn't remember his name, so I kept saying Bargnani. But Peja Stoyakovich, right. the king of kings. Remember? Yeah, get it, Peja. No, he is the he's the he's the king of kings. Uh, but what I want to say about this, getting back to old Detlef here, because he is the one who kind of he did start it all. It was his yeah. idea. I mean, the let's just say cars. I'm just going to. But I just want to say, <laughs> let me speak my piece on this here. Thing about Detlef is like you were saying, like he's not a front runner in any of these things. Nobody's ever going to have him, you know, two to one odds to take one. But you know, he he's a big novelty because he really does stick his neck out of it, like completely through the sunroof as you were describing <laughs> and like you know he goes balls to the wall for it and all the fans love him they call him the giraffe <laughs> it's pretty clear why they call him that because he always sticks his neck out every race yeah, he they, puts it on the line a lot of guys do that most guys do that no like, but I'm, not, I'm not talking it. about out the sunroof I'm saying he, they call him the giraffe because he sticks his neck on the line he's putting his neck oh. out. he doesn't have the skill set that these guys have so he's really putting his neck out he's every time he's no, so yeah, but also, that's how he coined the name yeah, but people forget about Schrumpf is he used to run with the glove. You know that. I didn't know He used that. to party with the glove. Who's the glove? You don't know. <laughs> Gary Payton, the glove? Oh, Him yeah. and the glove used to be out late. They used to call the two of them sleepless in Seattle. <laughs> That's what they used to call them. And Sean, actually, it was mostly Sean Kemp because I think Sean Kemp did a lot of cocaine. So they used to call him sleepless in Seattle. And then that nickname kind of rubbed off on the glove and yeah. You know, they didn't really earn it. Come on, dude. They didn't really yeah. earn it. Well, Shrimp was napping so much at that time that it was like an ironic. Oh, yeah. <laughs> he was tired of how they, weren't, they wouldn't pass to him. Yeah. Anymore. And he was tucking out he from got, his race. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Those long races. It's put a strain on because, like, the wind resistance when you're sticking your right. neck out like that. Exactly. I mean, he, like I said, he doesn't have the skill set of these guys, so he's having to exert a lot more of his, you know, mind power towards all this. But, you know, I, I mean, so what I just want to say to get back to your original question is I don't so think do there, there's nothing these guys could be up to that I wouldn't. I, that I that I'm not going to support in, in a lot of ways unless it's like pure treason. I, be, I I I can understand why this issue has come up so much, like in the news and stuff, because about like these European basketball players, like what are they up to with these races and whatnot? Yeah, and I think we just kind of debunked it. Like it's just good old fashioned fun. Yeah, you know that's what these guys these guys like sticking their neck out for each other. Yeah, and it's zoom, a tight knit and group. zooming around shrimps. I mean, but I can see why they wanted to investigate because when it, with with mass amounts of luxury cars, right? No matter who's owning them, there's there could there's, be trouble. There could be trouble. Yeah, there could be trafficking and or boosting right. involved, or yeah. chop shopping is also another thing that gets happening. That's a rabbit hole you don't want to jump. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Okay. Like you know anything about chop? That's my. I, I my specialties go no show jobs then chop shops. Okay, <laughs> chop shopping is a bit of your secret passion. Yeah, it's I don't like to talk about it. <laughs> like I do no show jobs. <laughs> I like to boast about my knowledge of no show jobs. Yeah, well, you're very flaky. I don't know. I mean, 
now, I mean, I'm going to come clean. Like, I'm heavily involved in union no-show jobs. Is that something you really want to be getting on record, pal? But I'm, I'm being, I'm being facetious. Yeah, yeah, it's tongue in cheek. It's tongue in cheek. But But at the same time, (laughs) I don't want the listeners to have any misconceptions. This guy does know. This isn't some charade he's putting but up. But at the same time. Like, treat him like he has all the credibility of the type of guy who's mixing it up. In I it. just know people in, heavily involved. Yeah, a no. friend, Hey, a friend of mine is heavily involved. I'll, I'll just leave it at that. Yeah, a friend of yours. Okay, we all know what you're talking about. Detlef, your boy. <laughs> God. Oh, God, I've been found out. All right, closing remarks. You're up. All right, I like to close this thing out by saying I want to... Just like thank, uh, um, like thank, you know, God. <laughs> hey, get to it, buddy. Because like you don't have anything prepared. I don't have anything prepared either. But I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna beat whatever you, what you're doing. It's not that great. <laughs> All right. Well, wait. Are you gonna do like a closing topic? No. No. Looks like you might be doing a <laughs> bit of a closing topic. No, I'm just gonna bring someone up. All right. Uh, <laughs> we were just going to bring someone up, eh? <laughs> anyway, don't worry about this guy. <laughs> all right, we'll do one more topic. All right, all right. Uh, do you want to go first? Since no. you have one, and you have one, or do you want to have the last word? Uh, I don't got anything. I just want to talk about God, sham God. All right. Let's talk about God Sham God. <laughs> what do you know? I'll be impressed if you know who God Sham God is. Nope, this is the first I'm PC bat former PC Providence College basketball player, God Sham God. Just a great name, big fan. <laughs> Providence, that's an obscure school for you to be following. Oh, I love Providence. And I mostly because of God Sham God. Well, I like I it. believe he was a bit of a god. <laughs> I like his name, but it's almost cruel to name him that because his mom named him God Sham God, and it's like, oh wow, this guy's name's God. Like, is the guy a bit of a God? And you, then you see, oh God, this he's a Sham actually, God. This is actually a Sham huge, God. This is a huge. Uh, got, he actually played in the NBA, but uh, he changed his name. It looks like from Sham God Wells to God Sham God. I think Sham God Wells is actually pretty nice too. Kind of like that name. Yeah, well, because when you just have the Sham God without the previous God, it's kind of like, what does this guy think religion is? Just like, kind of like. You know, bunk. <laughs> it's sham God. God, I, I God, sham God just rolls off the tongue though. God, sham God, <laughs> and just being named God is just kind of badass. Kind of a badass move. That brings yeah. me to my number one badass. God, sham God, <laughs> in the top. We're doing top five badasses. Number one, God, sham God. Why? Why? You ask me why I chose God, why? sham God. Yeah, why God, sham? Why God, sham God? You say? Yeah. I mean, I, because he changed his name to God, and then he played in the Chinese Basketball League. It's funny, though. He changed his name to God, and he still couldn't shake the moniker. And, he, and, and, and he played with Kobe Bryant during a summer AAU team. Kobe learned the crossover dribble move from Sham God during this time. Okay. So, yep. So he, that's why I love him. Badass is because he taught Kobe everything he knows. So are you listing some type of list of badasses here? Yeah, I, I just I did a sneak attack topic. That's how we should close this thing? Yeah, sneak attack, top five badasses. Top five dead or alive? Well, you just can't sham God still kicking? Yeah, he's still alive. He's fucking uh, 40 years old. 
Or are, you, are we going to do go- six foot tall? All right. Second badass. Number two badass. Tony Soprano. Anthony Soprano of the critically acclaimed television show The Sopranos. The HBO vehicle. <laughs> Precisely. Some might call him the Soprano. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> that's how that's how important he is. I think he might be the main car- the protagonist. Oh God, yeah. I, I was, so anyway, the reason I chose him for the number two spot because the only thing more ba- second to most badass as to like teaching Kobe Bryant all of his moves yeah. and being naming yourself God. Yo. is when so uh, Tony Soprano is uh, one of his like daughters or something is like Meadow. Which, yeah, probably, probably talking about uh, chicken soup for the soul books. And Tony, <laughs> Tony doesn't have any of it, and he just goes, "Hey, uh, why don't you read about a uh, tomato sauce for your ass?" <laughs> <laughs> and that was just a badass thing to say in that yeah. situation. Yeah. And then, uh, all right, and that, and also he just kind of like runs. He's like the he's the, the guy. guy, you know. He's the guy in the no sh- in like New Jersey Union <laughs> no show jobs. He's uh, the guy to know. He's the yeah. I mean, he's yeah. Let's just say I might know. You got to pay your respects to anyone like that. I mean, you know. Uh, number three, badass Gorbachev. <laughs> you know, he he built that wall. It wouldn't he refused to tear down the wall? Yeah, that was a badass move. Yep, definitely refused to tear that thing down. Reagan wasn't happy with him. Reagan was all pissed off. Reagan, yeah, which is a bad, badass move to have the gall to do that. Yeah. I mean, if Reagan's putting any vitriol towards you, you're doing something right you're in do- the hey, badass department. Hey, you're in the papers. Yeah, <laughs> you're definitely in the papers. Um, and then number four badass is Pavlov's dog. <laughs> the you dog? Know, yeah, because you you know he's always foaming out the mouth. <laughs> <laughs> a badass move. And he used to scare Pavlov all he used the time. To put the fear of God into yeah, like Pavlov. Pavlov. Eventually, like Pavlov, like he basically tech, like he, Pavlov couldn't go in, go in the kitchen anymore. <laughs> he overfed the dog and just became this and this salivating fat mess in the kitchen. It was just <laughs> and it would it would try to eat Pavlov. It was blood hungry even. And it turns out years later, it was actually found out. It was actually one of Gorbachev's guys overseeing the experience, <laughs> dressed, dressed as a dog. He wanted to get his finger on the poles of American science. He, he knew, yeah, he had to know what was going on with Pavlov because he knew he was a badass. Yeah. Or no, he, he sorry, Pavlov was not a badass. He knew, he heard about his dog who was a badass. Yeah, yeah. So then he eventually went in there years later after the dog, the dog had grown huge Wait, by that point. So he murdered the dog. Okay, yep. And then put one of his guys in a dog suit. I mean, Pavlov barely even went in the room anyway, so he wasn't really going to notice. <laughs> so they could spy at him yeah. leisurely. Yep. And yeah, no. Which I, is another badass move. Badass move, yeah. <laughs> no, yeah, because I, uh, I heard what, what Gorbachev did is he got his boy to like dress up as like this rabid dog kind of character to scare old <laughs> Pavlov and uh, cuz they Pavlov and him they they were friendly you uh, know in in, a, in an was, enemy kind of way yeah, it was almost like a ribbing like a prank and so like as part of this classic prank he gave uh he gave his his you know his inside man his confederate if we're going to use official psych terms a bit of a yeah, sur- cuz you got that stupid juco major <laughs> You know what you majored in a JUCO? Come on, man. You know I don't like talking about JUCO. But what I was I'm back at trade school. What I, yeah. <laughs> You're in trade school for God's sakes. No, but I was gonna say is uh yeah, so as part of this prank on old 
Pavlov, Gorbachev let his boy fill up a nice syringe full of a little something called rabies. Then he, he pretends to bite him, but really he sticks him with the old syringe. So old Pavlov gets rabies. Now he's foaming at the mouth. <laughs> it's the ultimate irony. <laughs> they're two peas in a pod now. All of a sudden they're hanging out. <laughs> he's foaming at the mouth now. Now he knows. Now he's getting a little taste of his own damn medicine. How do you like that? You know, Pavlov. Sal- yeah, Pavo. All right. So was that what we were doing for? Selecting four badasses. Also, God Sham God was the Chinese <laughs> basketball scoring champion in 2004. I think that's a pretty notable statistic. He was the Chinese. Oh, God. What's that's pretty impressive. It was what's probably, what Chinese squad? He played for the Cyclones, Zhejiang Cyclones. Oh, those guys are a classy orgo. I wish you would tell me how many points he won with. Can't get that info. Oh, wait, hold on. Stats via basketballreference.com. Shout out. I love oh, that. Oh, did he only play one year and won the league? That's kind of badass. <laughs> That's the way to do it. Quit while you're on top. Like a god. Oh, it's NBA. Classic dichotomy from this guy. He led the league in one year like a god, but led the Chinese league. Sham god. Sham god. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so I guess uh, to, I'll do four badasses. Uh, all right, well... For my first badass, I'm going to select a fellow by the name of Joaquin Phoenix. <laughs> Ever heard oh, of him? Of course. Total fucking badass. <laughs> I mean, yes, he is. If you've seen Walk the Line, he embodies Johnny Cash so well that some, like, he, even though Johnny Cash is a total badass, he surpasses <laughs> you're, his you're, badass dumb by, like, impersonating him somewhat accurately. Plus, you can't forget how badass he acts in that mockumentary that he's ordering up hookers, he's boozing, he's doing a little bit of the old nose candy. And guess what? That that doc, <laughs> that rock doc about old Joaquin directed no, by— No, no, more like a rock mock— <laughs> Yeah, that mockumentary was directed by a fellow by the name of Casey Affleck, who happens to be my number two <laughs> badass. Think about old. You thought about this a lot. <laughs> <laughs> but think about old Casey. It was a sneak attack top. <laughs> hey, all is fair in, in love and war, and I love Casey, so that applies. And the thing about old Casey is he is like, like he's a little, he's an undercover badass. I mean. He's got that, you know, I mean, he's handsome. We'll start there. That's badass. And, like, he's, like, he's been in a few movies where he's been, like, a Boston street tough. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> oh, you mean, I know what you're talking about. That's his best movie. What's, what's your favorite Affleck, Casey Affleck movie? Probably something stupid like uh, Good Will Hunting. <laughs> Dude, what's your favorite Yeah, have you seen Gone Baby Gone, no, baby? no. Best one yet. He's all like, "Hey, uh, who you are? I parked my forgot where I parked my car at the at, near my my house in Dorchester. <laughs> oh God, by the water. Where and then I I went to the sh- I went to my shore house in in Wellfleet. Oh. That's what he's like in that, in that movie. whole movie. Yeah, it's something like that. That sounds pretty badass. I mean, I love him in Goodwill Hunting when like there's that part where they're all <laughs> they're all in the car and Affleck is to him. His name's Morgan. And he's all like, "Hey, yo, Morgan, you going?" Kid. 
you're going. And he's like, no, like, I'm not going. And they're like, hey, you're, you're fucking going. And, and then he's all like, no, I'm not going. And he's like, hey, if you want to be fucking part of this friendship, Morgan, if you want to stay part of this crew or some, something like that, he yeah. goes, you're fucking going. And then so then he goes. And then late, later, Aflac also clowns his ass. <laughs> clowns his ass because he puts him on some type of yeah. like like burger installment yeah, plan I, I, that's what i thought you were gonna bring up the fight when he finances him the burger yeah. that's just badass well that's getting turned over by a bigger badass no so that's just a character case he was playing uh, yeah. you can't hold that against him come on they, he, dude, he's, he's so believable in that role yeah, but you know, dude, but his, you know his big brother would pull that over on him all day. Plus, you're going to try to say he's Aflac's bitch in that movie, but guess what? He jerks off into Aflac's glove. <laughs> oh, he does he? Yeah. <laughs> and he goes, not in my Little League, Matt. Come on, Morgan, not in my Matt. Yo, but then, then Aflac's all like, hey, you got a lottery ticket. You forgot to cash. <laughs> it's something like that, yeah, you know? Yeah, that's, yeah, but I only watched the scenes that Morgan... Casey Affleck's character is in. You spliced it down in your own YouTube video. (laughs) Yeah, I skip over. Yeah, it's a nice little mix I made. Just look up Casey Affleck, badass, Goodwill Hunting. It'll come up. Um, So now I'm going to move on to my next badass. And I'm going to go with classic answer, friend of the show, fell by the name of Billy Bob Thornton. (laughs) You know, star of... uh, Swing Vote. Yeah. Such classics as Swing Vote. And my final badass to round it out. You <laughs> so why is Billy Bob a badass? Oh, just because of swing vote. <laughs> well, Billy, yeah, just leave it at that. Yeah, that's swing I think we can just swing leave vote. It put him over. This the is trying to run on. So I'm gonna, yeah, I'm just... gonna my bass, last badass, uh, and we're gonna go with world class athlete Mo Vaughn. <laughs> I like that pick. And I, I'm just gonna leave it there. Just name says it all. Name says two. It says a thousand words. That's it. Game and, and we gotta end, end it. End of show.